love a black woman, hug a black woman, protect a black woman, show some love to a black woman. What is up, family? You're now on the stupid coop. And they're here. What's up, family? It's Jackie and Ari. And you are now on the Stoop with Who Late Night Edition. So, first of all, I want to publicly apologize to the both of you. So, apparently, Ari diagnosed me with sleep deprivation. <laughs> and i woke up so danny this is your first time hearing the full scoop Mm -hmm. so i woke up and it was like after eight and i was like what time is it so i look at my clock and i'm like oh it's eight something i'm thinking it's the morning time Oh man. But then she texted me like, so what time we record? And I'm like, eight. And she's like, okay, well it's eight thirty something. She like, are we recording today or tomorrow? And I'm like Child, I was so discombobulated. <laughs> so I wanna apologize. I know time is precious. No, um, it's about good. So I appreciate you being here. This is your first podcast, am I assuming, or is that factual? Yeah, I mean, yeah, my first time joining someone's podcast, yeah. All right, well, welcome. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So I would be remiss to, um, and it was funny today, I had an appointment, and the guy, he was like, how are you feeling today? And I was like, I'm feeling hopeful. And he's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just a very optimistic person. I'm realistic, but I'm also optimistic. Mm-hmm. But I think that people oftentimes ask that question, honestly, not really caring. It's just kind of a formal thing to say. So it kind of threw him off. He was like, well, you know, I'm praying that everything is going to be okay. Everything's actually just fine. I mean, it's, life's not perfect. So I say all of that to say, how are each of you feeling today in this moment? Um, I'll say content. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get through the rest of the week. It's I, been like a a time. Uh, I don't know. Like I told you, I feel like today was Thursday out day, and I know it wasn't. So. If that explains it. <laughs> I think the holiday kind of threw things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay in my ear quotation. <laughs> yeah. Now, me, I'm I'm maintaining, you know, I'm just um looking forward to the weekend already. I think that's everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can collectively say like Saturday me, please. Yes. <laughs> Friday evening me. <laughs> that, 
All right, so let's get into the word of the day. The word of the day happens to be a noun, and it's cognitive dissonance. And I had the hardest time, because I kept saying dissonance, dissonance, dissonance. And I chose this because it was a challenge for me to pronounce. And I want to start challenging myself to uh, words that aren't necessarily so familiar to my tongue. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So, cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. And initially... I was like, what does that even mean? So I looked up an example of cognitive dissonance, and it can be an example of it is causes uh, related to feelings of unease and tension, and people that attempt to relive this discomfort in different ways. Examples include explaining things away or rejecting new information that conflicts with their existing beliefs. And explaining things away is a thing that I do often and somebody actually brought that to my attention mm-hmm. where somebody may do something that you feel like they've wronged you and I'm like, well, you know, maybe they were dealing with this or not even really taking my feelings into account and how my feelings were hurt instead of accepting that and owning that, then I would tend to explain it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a fitting word um, for today. And oftentimes I get the word of the day from Webster. And some days it's like, uh, I don't like this word. And they've actually started doing things, <clears throat> excuse me, where they're doing words of the week. Mm. That's something we might investigate once or twice. Mm. Uh, so yeah, cognitive dissonance is the word of the day. Look it up. Let's have some good YouTube videos about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are one of those things that you'll be able to really understand and be able to dissect. Even yourself, you know, your personal, um, I don't want to call it flaws. Areas of opportunity is what I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the word of the day. So let's move into breaking beauty. Okay. And I want to start with, are either of you familiar with the Crown Act? You said the Crown Act? Uh-huh. No, I'm not. No, wait. I'm trying to think if I've heard of that. No, go ahead. No. So the Crown Act is uh, a law that they're putting in place that allows uh, people not to be discriminated against based on, let me not say people, black people, Mm -hmm. that are not allowed to be discriminated against against, about their hair, whether it's braids, uh, twists, afros. And we know the history of certain styles that we wear you know the cornrows where they would put grains of rice in the hair and Uh then 
phrase that um, were basically like a roadmap. Uh, so when we think about a Kim Kardashian who had the unmitigated gall to give credit <laughs> to Bo Derek for introducing braids is like unfathomable to me at this point. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so the Crown Act has actually um, been enacted in between 12 and 15 states. So to discriminate mm-hmm. against someone based on their hair is illegal in only 12 to 15 states out of what are we, 53 states, 52, 53? So we have a long way to go. And so I say that, and I want to talk to both of you, because I know my hair is natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ari, yours is not. Mm-mm. No, it was when I was younger. Uh, but, yeah. And what about you, Danny? I think you got locks. Yep, I got locks right now yeah and i bring that up because there's been this great debate online about relaxed versus natural and i think that it needs to be talked about because when we talk about your body your choice that also goes along with you know what i want to do with my own goddamn head Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on that It's a shame that this has to even be an act. No, that's a fact. Right. I mean, like, it's 2022, and we're talking about hair discrimination. Mm -hmm. I think it's crazy. Like, I definitely agree that it should be, like, up to, you know, the parents, if we're talking about children, and, and then as far as adults, it should definitely be up to you know, an adult with how they want to wear their hair, it's not going to impact, you know, like, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like um, a hairstyling never stopped nobody from performing <laughs> their best <laughs> at their job. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, I understand, like, you know, depending on the company, obviously, you want... um you know, if it's a customer-facing company or whatever, but I think, you know, nobody should have to be subject to, like, not being able to be themselves or wear their hair however they choose to because, it's you know, it's a part of, like, personal identity. And I've never heard anybody not being able to do their job because their hair, you know, isn't yeah. or whatever the case may be. And it, it does. It does suck that... It's 2022, and, you know, we haven't got past that. Mm-hmm. And I think what's even more disheartening is uh, non-Black people are fighting with us about our hair, but then we're fighting each other. And it's like, oh, you natural, you shouldn't do this because it is, or you relax, or you... shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> People do whatever the hell they want to do. Now, I know for myself, a relaxer didn't work for me. But for somebody else, it may work for them. And mm-hmm. as long as you feeling confident, that's all I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's sad yeah. that we have these conversations with, you know what, I'm going to just say, with white people. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting against us because, you know, they can only wear, it's either straight hair, wavy, you know, like the beach waves, the bun, 
there's not a lot of options. But with our hair, you can run the gamut. It's straight braided. It's afro. It's extra kinky and fluffy. It's um, in 15,000 different variations of a bun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that, well, I don't think, I know that it's rooted in hatred. Literally, I feel like everybody hates us. And especially Black women. And I think that that is rooted in white supremacy. Okay. But you know, I ain't gonna go too far off the rail with that one. <laughs> no, because I could go for hours and hours, like my girl money said. Um, and then I also want to talk about the black girl sunscreen that I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to an esthetician talk about how it might not be for everybody. And any advice that I give, skincare related, hair care related, do your research. Consult your dermatologist. Excuse me, consult your esthetician. You know, do a patch test. If you know it's like a new foundation, if you have sensitive skin, oily skin, acneic skin, when I say acneic, more acne prone skin. Heed my advice, but also do your homework. Do your homework. I don't. Yeah, I don't wear sunscreen. Um, And it's funny because I know I went to the doctor or, you know, my daughter, I took my daughter to the doctor and her doctor was asking if she wore sunscreen. I just kind of looked because I was just a little confused. I never thought like, you know, black people had to wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And she like looked at me, she's like, no, black people need sunscreen too. I'm like, well, I've never, I mean, you know, to go your whole life too, like never had to wear it, you know, or been okay, but yeah, but I don't, I don't wear it. Okay, and it's not too late to start. I think that that often a misconception because I've been a part of that misconception myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, The melanocytes or what people call melanin uh, has like somewhat of a protection because you know when our skin hit that sun, baby. (laughs) It's glow. However, you know, skin is skin and anybody and everybody is subject to skin cancer Mm-hmm. And there's a chart, and I encourage anyone listening to look it up, how often, let's say you're at the beach, that you should reapply sunscreen, especially if you're getting in and out the water. Um, but mm-hmm. we definitely, and, and me being honest, I don't wear it like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to get better because we think sunscreen is only for the winter, or excuse me, for the summer. But it's actually a year-round thing. And the only time that you wouldn't need sunscreen is if you it was so pitch black that you needed a flashlight. And I'm thinking, like, Alaska-type. Right. Like, the sun is just non-existent. Um, so, yeah. Do your research. But still check out Black Girl Skincare. Look at me talking about Black Girl Skincare. Black Girl <laughs> uh, Sunscreen. 
you find support a black business from infinity to infinity. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't announce that this was Black Women Are the Blueprint Part Two. I'm yeah, so sorry. Friend. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a hot man. All right. So let's move into real stories with real people. Or mm-hmm. excuse me, do you have anything to add to the last Sun, Sunscare. Sun I, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about sunscare. Yeah. Um I was just gonna add that, you know, I I think I said it the last time we had talked about it that I need to up my SPF and I know that. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, I just bought this bottle not that long ago and you know it don't, you know, it lasts a long time and I could buy another one but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to use this SPF 15 until I run out and I get my SPF 30. So mm-hmm. I need to do better in that regard. <laughs> and even applying sunscreen, a lot of times we think we just apply it to our face. Mm-hmm. Needs to come down to that neck into what they call the chest area, the decollete. Mm-hmm. That's all a part of your face. So just you know, a little. And well, let's move along. So real <laughs> with real people, black women are the blueprint part two. So as both of you are black women. I want to allow your voices to be heard and I'm going to bring up the topic and I'm going to let y'all talk about it. And if I have a question, I'll wait until you're finished and I'll interject then. Uh, I want to talk about, because both of you are professional women, mm-hmm. uh, one being a mother and a wife and one being a wife and a dog mom, if you will. <laughs> no, because that's the only dog name I know. <laughs> no, stay doing some bullshit. <laughs> but that's also another conversation. We have to have Nino on one day. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, so I want to talk to you. So I'm going to bring up a couple of different topics, and whoever wants to go first can go first. Okay. Um, I want to hear about microaggressions. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be here. I want to hear about being paid less than men, even though you're more qualified. Mm-hmm. And uh, corporate versus working in the field, mm. and what that experience is like. So whoever wants to go first can go. Okay. All right, do you want to go first or? You can start. You want okay. to, I guess we can start with the microaggressions at work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, the microaggressions, oh my gosh. Um, there's so many, right? Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> yeah, many. Um, and I know for me, it's been like in the last like few positions that I've had, um, I've worked at like companies where there's like not too many like black people at all, um, Mm -hmm. particularly black women. And so sometimes it's hard to really get people to 
I don't know the the more appropriate word is like respect or just to kind of have a little empathy or understand um, that everybody is like not the same or everybody, you know, um, because I'll share one story. Um, I know I was like, my hair has been natural for like, you know, since like 2000, so I was about going on about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I always wear my hair in like, you know, like puffs, you know, natural little, you know, afros, things like that. And like, I was going on vacation. So before I went on vacation, I got some braids, you know, we always like to get braids before Mm -hmm. we go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. So um, I got some braids and I came into work and I, you know, I never wore braids there before. And mind you, it's only two black women at work at this company. And Mm -hmm. Um, when I, when I came in with braids, like my manager had like did a double take and Mm. he's like, Oh, I, I didn't even recognize who you were. And the people, yes. So then the people in the room, they start laughing and it's like, you know, for me, it's like, I found like nothing funny about it at all. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, so it's like, hair has always been a thing and I think that you know it's unfortunate because if you don't understand like hair or the culture of of black hair and stuff like that you're made to believe it's just something so odd and something so you know like it's not fitting like it doesn't belong in a workplace Mm -hmm. and it you know and it, it makes you feel like all types of ways I mean not even just the frustration of it and the anger of it but it's just like it emotionally it it, microaggressions really do something to you you know yeah they do yeah they really do I was Mm -hmm. I had a similar experience like that I've experienced it I the hair situation like more I remember vividly working Mm -hmm. at a retail store I was probably like in my early 20s and I think uh-huh. like you know like I had my hair out but then like later in the week I had wore a wig and then I don't know it was almost like they had like crowded I was the only black person oh working gosh. at this retail store and they were like yeah. oh my god your hair is so different now and oh how often do you guys wash your hair and oh wait do you wash it not as often because it's oily or because our hair is like this and I like didn't even know what to do I was like almost in shock. Like I could not believe it was like a white woman, Asian girl, and they were like, "Oh my god!" They were saying it looked nice, but it was almost like I was a spectacle, you know? Yeah. It's like how they love to use that term. You look so exotic. Like, what is this? A fucking patent zoo? I felt like I was on display. (laughs) Oh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like, you know, or asking if they could touch your hair. No. Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. Someone like like actively reaching out to try to touch your hair. I had someone like the last job I was at, one of my, um, the guys I was supervising, he was like, can I touch, do you mind if I touch your hair? And I was like, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not asking to touch your oily hair. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if they don't wash their hair, it's oily. Like, 
you know, like, but we don't do that to mm-hmm. to white. Like, I don't like. Yeah, something about respect and personal space, you know. Um, but I think the worst, like, I've had somebody touch my hair, not even ask. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's, it, you feel violated, to be honest. And then, mm-hmm. like, in the workplace, you know, you have to, like, you know, address it in a professional manner. But yeah. then sometimes you just, like, you're really in shock. And you're like, how do I respond? Mm-hmm. You know? And correct me I'm wrong. But I feel like once you do address it, no matter how you address it, then you're considered aggressive yes. or combative. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I just don't want to be touched. Like, because mm-hmm. okay. y'all, I already don't yeah. want to your waistline, so I know you ain't watched the man. All right. So it's weird, and mm-hmm. on behalf of all black men that have a microphone and a podcast or YouTube and don't use it to uplift black women I apologize on behalf of the men that do Mm. and I want to make it a point to I made it a point to make this segment and this space safe for black people and I think that have y'all heard about I ain't gonna say the name of the podcast because I don't want to give them no shine (laughs) <laughs> um, but there's two guys I believe one I don't know their ethnicity or nationality but they phenotypically look black and they often ask it was one girl that got them to gather and when I say she gathered them like we used to play jack back in the day <laughs> she scooped them up <laughs> took them right on together and I, she is a queen forever, forever, ever. I don't care what nobody says. But they often ask women, what do you have to bring to the table other than pussy? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I didn't even offer you that. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you bring to the table, mm-hmm. sir? You don't even know how to put an Ikea set together. <laughs> so we shouldn't be talking about no tables. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do y'all feel about black men that consistently want to announce their departure and like they work at an airport or something like, I don't date black women. I don't know. Nobody cares. I was going to say, we don't want them anyway. Bye. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, clearly, you you know what? It's like, why do you have to make that announcement? Like, if you have a Mm -hmm. preference, you have a preference. But when you start making it be like very specific to I don't date black women and then you got all these reasons it's like well who asked you like really who hurt your feelings that's what it is yeah who hurt your feelings boo you know what I mean because other than that I'm just trying to figure like nobody asked you nobody really cares you're probably an asshole anyway and go ahead and move on and go you know to whatever woman or you know ethnicity that you feel like is gonna pump your head up because Clearly, you can't handle a black woman, and that's okay. But we don't need to know that. Period. What do you think about that, Danny? 
Yeah, no, I feel the same way. You know, it's like I feel like it's just like an attention thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't get enough attention. So you have to broadcast that you don't like black women, you know, Um and it's it's crazy. It's like especially like you can't you came from a black woman, but you know we don't have to even go there. <laughs> but you know it's it's that too. But I think you know they do it for attention. But yeah, those usually aren't the ones that we you know care to be with anyway. If you you and know that my brother is in the internet. I was gonna say an international relationship. I saw an airplane going across. <laughs> Yeah, we are mixing words today. We are. It's okay. (laughs) Um, He's in an interracial relationship. And one thing about him is I've never heard him, I don't date black women because this, that, that, I don't know. Because he's dating who he prefers. Mm -hmm. And he also still has respect for his mother who is black, his aunties who are black. His mm-hmm. grandmother, who was black, may she rest mm-hmm. in peace. Shout out to Maddie Ruth Patton. Mm-hmm. And I've literally never heard him bash a black woman. Mm-hmm. And that is the type of respect that is needed. Because, you know, I prefer cats over dogs, but I'm not about to, which is a poor example. Um, but it's like, okay, you like what you like. It's mm-hmm. So move along. Move around. And move mm-hmm. around. At this point, you're in my way. And it's giving me very insecure. Very. It's giving me like, very attention-seeking. Like, are you looking mm-hmm. for clicks and views? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when I look at the men that do that, they kind of all look the same. Mm-hmm. They're shaped the same. No, I ain't gonna do no body shaming, so I'm gonna leave it. Um, <laughs> and they always sit in their car recording these videos. That is too funny. Shut up. <laughs> like, so y'all stay. Y'all probably stay with y'all mama. Um, Which you know, is nothing wrong with that. If you're taking care of her, you're trying to get yourself together. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know, I've had to stay with my mother before. Not a big. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get to shaming my sister, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's also giving me very much misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So where the one guy on TikTok, he was like, "I'm a king. You gonna bow down to me? Oh, Her, I will trip you." I think I saw <laughs> that guy, and he had a lot of people coming after him, as they should. <laughs> you look like your balls are musty. Mm-hmm. I will not be bound to anything. If anything, I'm a bow and dunk you in a bowl of acid. Right. And it does make you think it's clickbait. You're not like, because mm-hmm. what made you wake up and be like, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to say how much I don't like. And then it's like, well, you're black yourself. You're not like, I mean, mm-hmm. you just look like a fool. Yeah, and so it's so unnecessary. It's like you, you can like whoever you like, but you don't have to put anybody down, you know, in your preference. Like I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. 
attracted to men, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna put women down. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Because I may not be attracted to a woman, I can still say, "Ooh, sis, I like that bag," or "I like you look so pretty." Mm-hmm. And I noticed that women get, and I'm gonna say black women get a little standoffish at times with the compliments. Yeah, because then they think I'm about to leave. Like, can I get your number? Can I get this? Because they're mm-hmm. so being harassed. Yeah. And I saw a video, and I literally cried. There was a girl, and this happened in New York, in the Bronx, I want to say. I could be wrong. But it was a guy trying to talk to her, and she, you know, declined his advance. Like, I'm sure she said thank you or, you know, maybe ignore him again, as she should. He threw a metal garbage can at her head. Mm-mm. Wow. That made me so sad to the fact of I'm a person I don't like rejection. Mm-hmm. And who does? Right. If we're being honest. However, if you decline my request, why do I have the right to pick up a garbage can? Right. And throw it at you. Why do I have the gall to I saw one video where a guy it was a bunch of girls that was having a girls brunch. You know how the girls be lit. They lit. We had brunch with most of us. Unlimited. Period. <laughs> so he was trying to talk to one of them and she was like, uh, I'm good. I'm with my girls. We chilling. Mm-hmm. He went in his car in his trunk and got a gun and started shooting up <laughs> from the fucking brunch. Wow. And when we talk about I hear a lot of men talking about how emotional women are. And I'm like, I think it might be you. I think you might be projecting at this point. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever heard of a woman killing a man is because he put his hands on her or molested her children or, you know, something like that. So who's really the emotional one? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's out of Catcalling, to me, is a form of harassment. And if a woman decides to keep walking, there was a girl that was doing a social experiment where she had a body camera taped to her. And she was walking through Harlem. And the amount of men that were harassing her and following her. Mm-mm. It's like what do what goes through y'all head to feel like you need to you know you want to shoot your shot I get it mm-hmm. if she declines let it go let it go because one thing women don't have a shortage of is dick <laughs> because you thirsty <laughs> motherfuckers is always ready to fuck literally anything with a hole mm. I ain't gonna get into that too deep but. <laughs> No, you know. Mm-hmm. So, have either of you ever experienced like a cat calling gone wrong? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Talk so, about and I, I was young, and um, I probably was like a teenager, and I remember this guy. He um lived in a neighborhood. You know, always used to try to talk to me, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I wasn't even dating at the time or anything. And, like, he literally, like, followed me, knocked on the door. Like, it was crazy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then like another time, I mean, I've been cussed out. Like, well, fuck you, man, bitch. Like, yeah. okay, you know, because I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I say it with a smile on my face, and I'm still getting cussed out. But um, I mean, to the point where the you know the guy I was talking about, it was almost like he was trying to force me to like talk to him, like. Mm-hmm. It was like an ongoing thing. That's sad. That's sad. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. And so many women have lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And not even lost their lives in as death, but imagine the women that said no and were still forcefully raped or molested and mm-hmm. it really, yeah. this makes me sad it it's does. really sad alright let's move on because I'm about to start crying alright let's see let's see oh so this was a question that I thought about what goes through your mind when you hear the first black woman that and I say the first black woman that uh, became a Supreme Court justice the first black woman that came became the first black CEO like what goes through your head when you hear like the first black woman that um you know for me I get excited mm-hmm. you know I want to <laughs> when I hear that I would research that person's whole trajectory. Like, I want to know where they started at. You know, where did they go to school? How did they end up where they ended up there? Because I think um, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, when Mm -hmm. these these spaces and these opportunities have women that, you know, look like you or, you you know, I, I just, I love to see it. And I just always like, when I see stuff like that, or when I see the, you know, the first black woman, the, like, I want to know so much more about that woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I tend to want to follow, like, you know, follow them from that point, you know? So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just really beautiful to see. Yes, I love it. Ari, right, your thoughts? I was going to say, I agree. And it always makes me like, I work with the youth, so I try to empower them if it is something, you know, like that that comes up. And like, look at this person. Like, you can aspire to be just as great as them, especially, you know, because we all have humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's just like motivation. Like, no matter your circumstances, you can overcome, Mm -hmm. you know, where you are and then use that, that person as like an example. But um, I always think it's it's exciting, and then it and it it like it inspires me as well. Like you know what, let me not second guess this or second guess that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you look at you know, like you said, their whole trajectory, and you're like, wow, you know, they might be from two states away, and mm-hmm. you know, you just like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's always a beautiful thing. And then I'm sometimes I'm like, dang, why it takes so long for us to get to this spot? <laughs> You know, okay. I'm happy. 
So it's like we need more people in this area, you know. So it is awesome because then you can educate, you know, use that as a a gateway to educate more of our youth too. Yeah. And so let me ask you this. So if in a perfect world you were the first black woman that what would that that be for each of you? Hmm. That's a good question. I know. I'm like, okay, Jackie. <laughs> cool. Inside the fact that you need to do no 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 What was that? Was that Jeopardy? I think that's Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And go off the top. That's tough. But like I I would say though, like, because I think all that I like, you know, my passions and what I aspire to be, I know there's there's black women like already in that field. You know what I mean? But I think that um you know, each of the black women that are in that field, like they all have like some unique thing that they offer, you know, um, cause I'm big into like, you know, motivational speaking and, and, you know, so I'm like aspiring to be like one. And so I see so many like, uh, like amazing black women, you know, in that field already. And they're, you know, speaking to large audiences and they're, um super impactful you know and so I want to aspire to be that way too but you know in each of their own uniqueness I just you know maybe you know one day I'll just have like my own uniqueness and and you know that field as well so I think that's kind of what I can say for now but I'm still I'm gonna keep pondering on that because um, there's an opportunity to create the space, and yeah, I'm gonna go for it. But yeah, and I'm, like, I'm sitting here still pondering. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am going to tell both of you once you tell me when I know you'll be the first. But I'm gonna let y'all talk first. Mm-hmm. Say that again. I'm sorry. I said I know what the first of both of you will be, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna let y'all talk first. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm not gonna even like overthink it. Just like on a personal level, I would just say like just to like aspire to be. Like, for my family, like, to be in a position to be, like, the first person to, like, really be able to, like, you know what, we got, I got this set up, I got that set up, like, financially, you know, Mm -hmm. like, to be able to, like, help build and, like, educate and, like, reach back, you know, because, like, for Black people, we don't have long, 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 long lines of, like, wealth. You know, like okay. we gotta, we didn't get that head start. So it'll be nice to be like the first for my family as like a black female to do that. 
Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. So what I mm-hmm. you all are going to be the first. Oh, excuse my groggy voice. <clears throat> you and your families, you are going to be the person that continues to break generational curses. Yes. And I say that on the back of now a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Danny and I have never met in person. We've only spoken over the phone. Um, but I'm also an energy beacon and I can pick up on good intentions and bad intentions. And you've obviously given me nothing but positive vibes. Mm. And I think that you all are going to be the shape shifters that move the culture into a different realm. And when I say that, I say that on the back of acceptance. I say that on the back of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And I say that on the back of how many times as a black gay man have I had to fight physically, mentally, emotionally, and I've never had to do that with either one of you all. Mm. I think that that is a very, very, very important moment that needs to be celebrated. And so I say thank you. Thank you. You all will be your first first. And when that first first happen, cash at me. Definitely, friend. Look. Gotcha. Don't celebrate. Yeah. Danny, when Ari and I were texting earlier, this is a side note. And she was like, friend, you know, take a shot. That'll knock the edge off. I'm like, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, what? Like, do she think I'm an alcoholic? Oh, goodness. <laughs> the only time I drink that early is when we on vacation. <laughs> so that's all I knew. I need to be in my life together. That's funny. Because yeah. it was literally at 8 o'clock at night. And the funny thing is, is your responses are like, well, 8 p.m. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, what time is it? I had to look at the clock myself because you had me thinking I was tripping. And I have to Google, like, what time is it in New York? Because I'm looking at my phone and it's only telling me the actual time. It's not saying 8 p.m. And I'm like, what is going on? But anyway, but I'm going to say love a black woman to infinity to infinity. (laughs) And if you don't, I'm going to punch you in your throat, period. (laughs) I'm going to go to jail over it. So let's move into speaking of uh, black women that were the first. Tammy Williams has over 25 years of experience in the film industry. And she is the first black woman that will own 
$1.5 multi-million dollar studio in Atlanta. Mm. I'm moving to Atlanta. I want to nice. <laughs> So she actually surpassed Tyler Perry. Wow. Perry want to be a black woman, but you and I, we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> You'll cosplay as a black woman. But why Tyler Perry wigs always look good? When he playing Medea, but everybody else wigs looking like got him from a dollar phone. Oh no! So I don't have to. Oh, <laughs> so shout out to Miss Tammy Williams. I'm gonna actually have to look yeah. up and do a little more research. Who is this? Somebody text me, child. Um. So. I'm about to move into something a little more controversial. Okay. Is controversial a word? If it is. <laughs> Did you know if a word is used so much, then it actually can be inducted into the dictionary? Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to make up a word so I can get my. I feel like <laughs> that would be my legacy. <laughs> Getting a word in Webster. Yeah. I would die just fine. I'm pulling <laughs> plug my phone up. Let me go live real quick. Tell my people what it is, and I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm being silly. So, uh, MJ Rodriguez. If you're not familiar with MJ Rodriguez, MJ Rodriguez was one of the main characters on Pose. Did y'all watch Pose? I didn't. No. Oh my god, Pose is so good. Pose will give you. An introduction to so first of all, she is set to receive a GLAD Media Award, and I was like, "What does GLAD stand for?" So GLAD stands for Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Discrimination, and so with her doing that, it's like an anomaly, mm-hmm. and. I bring that up because I want to know your thoughts on, excuse me, trans women. Because a lot of times I hear women like, you're not a real woman because you can't give birth, which we know all women, some women are barren and can't. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not a real woman because of this, because of that. Um, So what are you guys' thoughts about trans women? And don't sugarcoat. Now, don't get transphobic. Mm-hmm. But be honest. How do I say don't be transphobic? But be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it really, it doesn't bother me either way. You know, people are going to be who they are. Um, like, I, you know, worked, um, you know, I work in the social field or whatever, and um, I had an individual that I was working with, and it's like one of my favorite, 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 favorite people, and um, I forgot what, we'll say this person's name was like Kimberly or whatever, mm. but um, we would like talk, I mean, it was like one of my favorite people, like, it's just another human being. I don't, I think sometimes people yeah. get so caught up in and 
like what somebody else is like doing or sexuality and mm-hmm. it becomes such a big thing where it's like like how is this making you lose sleep mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. as a woman it's not affecting me if that's what you want to be I'm gonna try to help you be better at it you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know I mean now it's it's different if like you a trans woman and you like hate women and that's like confusing I haven't ran into that mm-hmm. but like I don't it doesn't bother me I mean sometimes I'd be like they be they be bad to the mm-hmm. point where you'd be like I don't even I didn't even know you wasn't mm-hmm. born a woman you know mm-hmm. especially when they be well put together like oh girl I formed just a new black um oh yeah she be shy you know what I mean? Like you could take a few little lessons out of their little book. I'm listen. I feel like that's Cincinnati word. Huh? Shop. It is. Yeah. You know that's an old word. That's an older word. Okay. <laughs> that's like an older lady word. <laughs> Danny, what do you think? Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like it. It doesn't bother me either way. Like I love to see anybody like living in their truth you know mm-hmm. and you know you brought up a good point because like I don't you know I think people be so fixated on what other people are doing in their lives and they don't you know like if it's not impacting you like in any way like it's not you know hurting you in any way like you shouldn't concern yourselves about what people choose to do you know, with themselves or their bodies and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I love to see anybody living in their truth. Like, I mm-hmm. really love to see it. And, and like you said, like, sometimes you, you, you don't even know. Like, I know, um, and I forget the, the actress's name, but on on The Shy, was it The Shy? Yeah. And she was like, um, and I forget his name, On The Shy, but she was Luke James' Um, girlfriend and I had no idea that mm-hmm. you know I mean they portrayed her as a trans woman in, in the show but I was like I don't know if she really is trans or not or she you know but she really was she's just absolutely beautiful you know mm-hmm. uh, but that, um, what is her name her name forget. Is, uh, I know who you're talking about I know you're yeah talking. yeah I forget her. It's been a while since I yeah watched the show. I need to can't wait for the next season. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I can't with you. I miss the wire. Oh, I love me the too. Wire. Yes, yes. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I love the wire. The wire. Now really let good. me ask y'all this one. Now this mm-hmm. is this may hit home mm-hmm. as it should. So let's say. You have a child. Mm-hmm. Now, Danny, we know you have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, what if one day your child comes to you and says that I'm or I'm trans or I'm bisexual or I'm non-binary, mm-hmm. asexual? Like, what is your response? You know, for me, this is, you know, this is a good question because for me, this is something that I like, you know, as parents, like you, you think about, you know, like, um, 
for me, I want my my child to know that she can find comfort in me, mm-hmm. whatever she chooses to be, whatever, you know, whatever. Because I'm not, you know, I always say like my role as a parent is to um, help my child be a good person in this world, you mm-hmm. know, to 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 do right you know, and, and things like that. And I know it's going to be hard for the world. Like the world is already harsh as it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would never want to add that to my child, you know? And so if she were to come to, or, or even my son, or, you know, like I have a, a you know, a baby, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, what, what can you do? This is, you know, this is what they, what they choose. I want to, I would want to like understand more. Like I've always been like a, like an advocate ally for the LGBTQ community. So it's, you know, but um, I think from the perspective, be careful when you say what they choose, be careful with those. Okay. Okay. No, thank you for that. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, However, I'm I'm gonna love my child regardless, and I will stand <laughs> ten toes down with my child and and hold her hand and and whatever um, and through whatever you know. I love mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. What about you, Miss Thing, Miss Irie? You said if I had a child uh-huh. mm-hmm. or a nephew. Um. Please. I would be accepting. I mean, I've had family members who, you know, have come out and some families were accepting of it and some weren't. And it's like, okay. I mean, sometimes you're not even surprised, but then it's like, we was just waiting on you to say something. I feel like it should be a place of comfort. Like, I don't yeah. want someone to feel like, you know what, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving you this information and I'm going to be blackballed. You know, like, that's how people end up being on the verge of you know like killing themselves or just you know like drugs whatever so it's like I want to be as open and accepting because we got so much against us when we go out and face the world so mm-hmm. your family family if it's a child nephew cousin whatever I would want to be accepting and open no, that's a that's a I love that mm-hmm. I appreciate that and Danny, I say be careful about that choosing. Mm-hmm. And this is a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about life, I'm already a black man. Mm-hmm. And I'm gay. Shit, I wouldn't choose the gay part. I love the black part. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose... Would I want to be a black gay man? Because there's all the elements that come along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some people do cosplay as gay because the aesthetic is great, and you know mm-hmm. they have so much fun at the gay bars and blah blah blah. Um, but for the majority of us, and I will not speak for everybody, um, it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I appreciate um, you educating me on that, you know, um, 
because that's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I get it. I totally get it. You know, and I know you do. I know you do, and I know you didn't mean no harm by that. I know that for well, you. not at all. No, no. Nah. Um, but yeah. So that's that. So what's one thing that, as we in summation, what's one thing that you would tell your 21-year-old self? Mm. I'll go first. Okay. This is very TikTok. Because they answer the question. I would say leave all inhibitions to the wind. Mm. Do it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got no money, the money is going to come. Mm-hmm. Do it. And once the money comes, save it. Invest in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would tell myself. Mm. That's good. Because I had a couple of opportunities back in my 21 days, even graduating from college, that I wish I had taken, but I didn't because I didn't have the financial backing to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here we are, 2022. Mm-hmm. I was going to say... Trust my gut more and take, you know, take care, like, take better care of yourself, like, early on, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I feel like life just get busier and more challenging. You get away from some of the things that you say you want to do, but definitely trust in my gut, because I feel like there's been times where I'm like, I second guess myself on something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did I talk myself out of that? You know? <clears throat> and then you come back around to it. I'm like, I could have already had that done. You know, like, you'll just... Sometimes we can get in our own way. So it's just like, really trust your gut and mm-hmm. don't let fear get in the way. Because fear can be crippling. So really trust your gut and, you know, keep pushing. You know, if you got to ask for help to get to where you're trying to go, do that. But if it's fear that's stopping you, definitely, you know, try to persevere and and reach out to, you know, some people around you that, you know, can guide you and mm-hmm. and lead you. But just get out your own way. No, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> Danny, what say you? I would have to say um, just be yourself. Because I feel like, you know, for for so long, I think I've always tried to adjust myself to fit, like, whoever I may be, like, dealing with at the time. You know, like, in, in certain spaces, like, I would try to adjust to um, whatever somebody, I felt they wanted me to be, mm. you know? And um, it, it's not even until now, until my thirties. Like, and, and I and I've come to that realization that I'm finally, like, you know, just not afraid to be myself, or I'm, I'm 
you know, constantly like evolving and, 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 you know, figuring out who I am, you know, and it's, um, it's actually like a James Bowen quote that like, um, like really like touches me and it just kind of speaks to, um, just kind of how I feel about that. And it says, um, you have to decide who you are and force the world to deal with you, not with this idea of you. Mm. And that's really big to me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Mm. And, like and exclusion. Mm-hmm. What is something that, because one thing about podcasting is I lost one of my good, good, good girlfriends. And shout out to Mimi Rochelle. Um, what is one thing that you want to, because when we think we're all going to leave this earth, and I don't want to be morbid, um, but I also want to memorialize these moments. And so whether you have children or whether you're not, whether you're talking to your nephew, your nieces, your uncles, your aunties, what's one piece of yourself that you want to offer to other people? What's one thing you want to be remembered as? That's actually my question. Legacy um, and all of that good stuff. Legacy. Um, for me, I would want to say, like, my love, like, you can never, like, give too much love, you know, um, and, um, I'm, I'm big on quotes, too, but like, it's a Maya Angelou quote, too, and, you know, she says, like, people will, um, when, you know, they might forget what you said or might forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Ooh, so I would, yeah, I love me some my Angelo, but that's <laughs> you know something too. Like I would want you know want to leave this earth, um, knowing that I impacted somebody in some way. You know, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm hugging you virtually. So I'm <laughs> hugging you back. <laughs> now you got your mask on. Why you hugging me? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I'm doing no corona. So <laughs> what about you, Irene? Um, you know what? I always, I'm always trying to be like positive and uplifting, and um, you know, just always try to be there if I can for somebody. So that's something that, mm-hmm. like, I'm big on. You know, like if I ain't got it financially, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift you up. We gonna get through this thing together. So just kind of always, um, kind of being like my friends. I was like, you, you such a good resource. You know. Uh-huh. So if I don't have That's the financial money, huh? That's that Virgo energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, always trying to be encouraging and. um really trying to uplift and be like a positive light because that goes a long way. You don't know. I mean, I know I say this all the time, but you just never know how to impact somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's a word. Yes. Well, all right. This sounds like we've come to the end. <sighs> this has been such a moment. It has. It definitely has. I've learned so much. I've listened. And I will continue to fight for my black women until I can't fight anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want you all to continue to be not only the most educated not only the most opinionated but the most badass women in the world <laughs> period and we appreciate you for that yeah, we appreciate you so much mm-hmm. now in true fashion so Danny this is your first time on the radio I'm a ratty so what we do uh, what I do because I'm unaware is after we finish the podcast, then I call the people that I'm on the podcast with just to kind of get a little feedback. Mm-hmm. And I know it's late. What time is it? It's almost 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a quick little one two step. Let me see you my two step. I love <laughs> Um. So, you know, we can get a little feedback so we can improve, you know, the next go round. I would love to have you again. Love, love, love. Oh, I would I would love that. Yeah. Your yeah. has been very, very informative. Uh, so, yeah, we're at 69 and counting. And it's over. All right. <laughs> So to my family, I appreciate everybody that's listening, interacting. Y'all know y'all can find me on the Stupid Coop on Instagram. And if y'all want to leave y'all Instagrams, y'all let me know. Let me just say love and light, y'all. Period. <laughs> that's soon.